So, all right, thanks for coming to my first sketch. Uh, a couple months ago, I came up with this idea of like, hey, let's talk about people's first sketches and read them and see what they are. And I was like, I have a first sketch that I wrote when I was a teenager. I actually found it, it's awful. We performed it and then Brian's like, hey, let's do it again. So we're gonna do it again. Uh, so our first uh, sketch tonight is from uh, Pat O'Keefe, who is a great supporter of the, the Philly comedy scene. The first time I met Pat, or I, I knew who Pat was, he did the panel on Deep Cuts, which is a show over at Fit, and it was about the Muppets, and he clearly loved the Muppets, so like, that works for me. Uh, so we're gonna bring up Pat O'Keefe, and then we're gonna bring up uh, Kurt Reed to help us read, so Woo. give it up for Pat. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, Josh. Thank you. Thanks Glad for, to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> All right, so our first sketch is uh, entitled Cornfield. It, uh, just to give you a little background so you know what we're doing, uh, it's uh, Think Field of Dreams. That should be enough. So. If you build it, he will come. What was that? If you build it, he will come. We, we did that. Built the baseball diamond, plowed under half my corn, remember? Go the distance. <laughs> did that too, remember? I, I drove to Boston. Man, that was, that was like a 20-hour car trip. Then on the way back, you decided I had to make a side trip to Minnesota. <clears throat> plow your corn. Plant all turnips. What? What was that? Plow your corn. Plant all turnips. Well, we're, we're pretty far into the growing season and demand for turnips isn't very strong, but, but if you say so... Plow your corn. Plant all turnips. All right, I'll, I'll get right on that. Put in a large in-ground swimming pool. Excuse me? <laughs> Put in a large in-ground swimming pool. Now? Well, I guess that would make sense, doing it before I plant the turnips. Still, there's, there's not much land left What with the, with the baseball diamond and all. I kind of need the acreage for the turnips. You know, I, I am a farmer. I need to make some goddamn money. Put in a large in-ground swimming pool. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm on it. Plow corn, put in pool, plant turnips on... What's left? Got, got it. My, my daughter will really like the pool, and the upkeep cost can't be that high, right? Go to Branson. Go to Branson? Go to Branson, Missouri. Buy a timeshare. What? <laughs> now? But I've got to plow the corn and put in the pool and play at the turnips and the, there's the upkeep on the ballpark? Go to Branson, Missouri. Buy a timeshare. Branson is nice. They, they've got all those theaters. Dolly Parton has one and, and Yakov Shmirnov and that Asian guy who plays the fiddle. That's a fun show. And a timeshare probably makes sense financially. Yeah, my family can go back year after year. Go to Branson. Buy a timeshare. Wait a second. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Every time you tell me to do something, my life and finances gets worse and worse. I'm starting to think that maybe you're a bad influence. I don't know if I should be listening to you. Finally! You're amazing! You are going to do it all! I'm messing with you! <laughs> I couldn't believe you did the baseball thing and then the road trip. 
Seriously, is there anything I could say that you wouldn't do? Hey, come on. It's not every day that you hear a mystical voice in the middle of a cornfield. I thought, you know, go with it, see where life takes you, the whole new age thing. Dude, you plowed over your cornfield to make a baseball diamond, and you're a farmer. Now you're replacing the corn with what you've got left to plant turnips? Nobody likes turnips. Seriously, what the hell is wrong with you? No, I got some issues with my dad. Daddy issues? You say you go along with all this because of daddy issues? This is so far beyond daddy issues. You are without a doubt the most gullible, irresponsible farmer who's ever planted a seed. Hey, you know, there's no need to get mean. I was just going along with your ideas. If anything is wrong, it's only because of your crazy ideas. Look here, fella. Don't be blame shifting. When it comes to crazy, I'm not the one standing in the middle of a cornfield talking to a voice in my head. I, I, hey, I wasn't going to do any of that, that turn up timeshare stuff anyway. Oh, you were so going to do it. I was just messing with you. I do have to say, you are one entertaining crazy farmer. I thought you were my spirit guide. That does it. I'm out of here. Buzzkill. I was just messing with you. It was a joke. It's so hard to have a little fun. That's the problem with this format. I can't black out, so <laughs> you don't know when we're done until I say we're done. Okay, uh, so as I was preparing for this, I was trying to think of what the most important question could be to ask someone who writes comedy, and this is what I came up with. Who's your favorite SNL cast member? Oh, shit. Pardon my language. Um, there's been so many. I'll go back to the old days, Don Novella. Okay. <laughs> um, Does anybody else in the room know who Don Novella like, is? Like, we'll know who Don Novella is, but I don't think anyone has ever, no, ever say that's, favorite. That's... Uh, well, I mean... Al Franken. I like the supporting guys. I mean, they really uh, uh, fleshed out the field. Sure, the other guys became big multi-millionaire stars, but like Father Guido Sarducci, that was some funny, solid stuff. I was about to say, because like, that's all I know of Don Novella. I don't yeah. think I could picture another character or another sketch that he's done outside of Father Guido. He did I, I, a lot of writing work back I, in the uh, 70s and early 80s. Uh, for those of you at home, this is a podcast. I'm really, really old. So you can't pick <laughs> well, up on that. that okay, that was part of the reason why I'm asking this question because there's this theory that I forget, I think it's Jim Downey that floated it, is that uh, your favorite cast member is based on who was in the cast your sophomore year of high school. So, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to that gather. That would be the original I'm, cast. I'm trying yeah. to gather that information of, let's, yeah. let's see if that's actually true or not, or if Jim Downey's just a conservative nut job. Well, he's a nut job. But my sophomore year of high school, I think, was the first year of Saturday Night Live. So that would have been the original cast. And Don Chevy would have been writing. Mm -hmm. and he would have been writing. On camera. And I don't think, so. yeah, I don't think he showed up as uh, Father Guido Sarducci until a little later. See, I always thought he always looked like, Don, like Guido Sarducci. I just, oh, he does. And he played other characters. Yeah, he, you know, all peewee. minor parts. <laughs> but the, the featured players on Saturday Night Live were really the engine who drove it. I mean, you know, you got the celebrities and stuff. But if you didn't have the good feature cast, even today. They've got, I mean, uh, Leslie Jones is just like blowing me away week after week. I don't know if anybody saw it last night. And she's a featured player. She's not one of the main, or. And she's a writer too. Yeah, so not like, one of the, 
uh, maybe featured players. Is it featured players is what they call the second tier? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I did, mean, heck. You have to do two years in that featured pet player purgatory before you're Or further, fully... they'll advance you to the heaven of being yeah. a cast member. Uh, it's, what else? What, so what drew you to writing sketch comedy? Um, seeing other people doing sketch comedy in Philadelphia and just being impressed by the folks who are out there doing it and the tremendous talent and creativity uh, that they exercise. I mean, uh, giving people a laugh is a very noble and wonderful thing. I talk about the fact that, you know, for over 10 years, I spent a lot of time and effort into making the world a better place. I was a politician. I wasn't very good at it, as you may have noticed, the world is not a better place. <laughs> it might be a better place than when you started, but not, that's, we're like, you know, marginally better. We'll take, we'll take tiny increments. Increments. But the people who are really getting the work done are the folks who are making other folks laugh. Laughter is really a valuable thing. And I just have tremendous respect for the folks who create comedy, make people laugh. Live comedy is so superior to anything on Saturday Night Live or anything that you'll see in a movie or television. And we're very fortunate here in Philadelphia because we have wonderful uh, uh, live performances. All right, and I think you have to go because you have an uh, improv class, right? I have an improv <laughs> class so, tonight. So last question would be, uh, plug something from Philly that like we have to see. Oh, hell. Um, <laughs> there's so much good going on in Philadelphia right now. We've got all the stuff that the Good Good Theater is doing. We've got the shows that Philly Sketch Fest is putting on throughout the year. And of course, we have the Philly Improv Theater or Fit. Just look up any of those on the internet and you're, there's more entertainment in Philadelphia than one person can possibly consume. And that's just scratching the surface. So I got to run for a class. That sounds great to me. Thanks right. for having me thanks, on the show. Thanks for coming. It was a blast. Enjoy improv class. Uh, okay, so as we move on, uh, one of the ideas that I had for this was to invite some of my creative friends to try sketch comedy for the first time. Uh, so I have a friend from college, her name is Greta Wink. She currently lives in South Korea as a English teacher uh, in kindergarten. And she, you know, she's written a couple of novellas, she's written screenplays that are unproduced. She's, She's starting to do actually. She's starting to do stand up because there's a really fun expat stand up community in Korea. Because if you guys don't know this, one of the ways there's a certain group of stand ups that make a living basically just going international, playing to English speaking bars, and that's their life. Like Tom Rhodes, you've you haven't heard of him in ten years because he's been in Europe doing this. Uh, and so she started getting things. So I said to her, Hey, why don't you be my guinea pig? and write a sketch for me. So, so for this sketch, we're gonna invite Kurt back up and we're also gonna bring up uh, Megan Thibodeau, who is from Baby Steps, who is, Baby Steps are playing here in a couple hours, uh, the 6.30 block, I believe, right? Yeah, 6.30. Uh, so we're, Woo! so. Hey, thank you. So we're, in a, we're gonna be in a doctor's office. Megan is the patient, Kurt is the doctor, and eventually I'll pop up. <laughs> it's about time. So, Miss Jones, uh, what's the problem today? Ms. 
Miz? I haven't heard of that. Did you read about that in a woman's magazine? My name is Ms. Jones, not <laughs> Miss. Oh, well, excuse me, Miss Jones. Now, uh, why are you still talking? <laughs> I've been uh, feeling really off lately. Are you on your period? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I I'm sure I, I have a pretty solid idea of what a period is like. <laughs> Please, don't go any further. We don't need any of that woman's talk. Okay, well, I've been having some sharp acid reflux lately, and sometimes I get these weird throbbing headaches that I've never gotten before. You're pregnant. No, I'm not. Well, you can't be sure until the doctor takes a look. Um, so the last time I had my period was after the last time I had penetrative intercourse? Oh my god! That thing that coming out of your mouth, you're, you're a little tease, aren't you? Doctor, um, <laughs> <Not me. laughs> I didn't come here to be ridiculed and intimidated. I came because I think there's something wrong with me, and I'd like to find out what it is. I mean, if you're not on your period and you're not pregnant, I'm not sure uh, what else you want me to say, sweetheart. I don't want you to say anything yet. Uh, I want you to listen to my symptoms. Listen, honey, symptoms are tricky things. There's a good thing that maybe there's not actually anything wrong with you. Trust me, sugar, almost all the women who come in here have nothing wrong with them. Doctor, I know my body and I'm not feeling right. Sometimes I see little white floaters in the corner of my eyes, my pee has been burning lately, and there's this mystery rash in just one armpit. Um, no matter how hard I exercise, I also have terrible insomnia every night. Ugh, you should know, toots. Often those are symptoms of, uh, PMS. I'm not PMSing. Could've fooled me. Well, tell you what, kiddo. I'm gonna write you a prescription for something that will make you feel better. And if you go buy it, I'll even forget that you raised your voice at me. Zyprexa? It's a gentle antipsychotic that will make you forget you had these feelings. I'm not trying to get rid of my feelings. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with me. So having feelings isn't what's wrong with you? Listen, if it's all the same to you, I'd rather not take any medication until you have a real diagnosis. Okay. Well, beautiful, I don't know what else to do. You're clearly hysterical. I would have you pick up a one-time use vaginal massager. Vaginal massager? <laughs> oh, I should just go. I should just go. Vaginal massager at the front desk that I just prescribed the last one. You know what? I'm feeling a lot better now. Thanks for everything, doctor. She says she doesn't feel well, but I'm sure she feels fine. <laughs> uh, she leaves. Another billable waste of time. Hey, at least she wasn't a fatty. Come in. Oh my god, what happened to you? I have... the sniffles. Hurry, we need to get this man to an ER! And lights out. <laughs> oh my god. That's a scumbag and had, you know... And you can't read either, I can't so read. Fantastic. I can't read for the dickens. Well, is it, can you not read or you not know what that word is? Vaja what? Vaja who? Alright, uh, has Brian gone back up into the booth yet? 
or Jack. That's a Jack. Hey, hey Jack. Or <laughs> uh, this is the time I need that video. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she's in Korea, so I actually had her send in a video about this this process. Hello. So watch my friend. That's Greta. Hey, Josh, what's up, man? It's amazing how much noise on this thing. What's that? Oh, by the way, oh, I was going to wow. pretend this was a Skype call. This room is too there. big, and there's no I'm way this is a Skype call. I'm going to be married in two weeks, so I have a very strict, like, uh, skin regimen. So it's this is the only time I have to do it. I'm, I'm very, very busy right now. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your show. Thanks. Really cool. I know. And you know, Megan's there. Yeah, Megan. You and me and Megan together again after all these years. I mean, I'm not actually there, but I'm here. Um, yeah, I'm getting a haircut today. So, sorry about this, guys. It's honestly, this is the only time I have to do this. Oh, yeah, so you have some questions. Fire them up. I'm ready, obviously. Stop talking. What are your earliest memories of comedy? <clears throat> um, my earliest comedy memories. Well, I guess that would have to be watching The Three Stooges um, obsessively. Excuse me. So busy, so busy. People, that's crazy. Um, yeah, watch The Three Stooges with my dad and then watching Mystery Science Theater uh, watching the Trinity Broadcasting Network, which is a televangelism network, because that stuff is hilarious, <laughs> what they're doing there. Uh, also, just pretty much anything on Nick at Night. Uh, Get Smart, I was really into, and I Dream of Jeannie. Wow, you know, I'm glad that I have this face mask on, because I really don't photograph very well. Um, who so yeah, makes I'd you... say that too. I was the youngest child, and you know they always say that the youngest kid is like the crazy one who's just trying to get attention, which I was. And uh, I was actually going to class clown in high school. And um, yeah, really, in high school, there I mean there were 31 people in my class. So to be in the top two funniest people of 30, you know, kind of a big honor when you come from a town that small. And in the picture, uh, it was me and this other guy, Lucas Johnson, and my idea was that he would shove big balloons up his shirt, and then I'd be squeezing them in the picture. And uh, the yearbook advisor thought that was fine. She was a biology teacher, so you know, she knew it was all scientific. And uh, we did that, and then my mom saw the picture, and she was like, oh, whose idea was this? I said, definitely not mine. It was Lucas's idea, it wasn't my idea. Sorry, I keep looking down, like, at my face, because this is better than I've looked in years. The, the mask is really taking months and months of kindergarten stress off my face. <clears throat> Who or what um, makes you laugh now? now? I'm really enjoying BBC panel shows. They help me unwind after work. Uh, I've been watching... David Mitchell, particularly on any panel show he's on, and Richard Aoi. I hope, really hope that's how you say his name. Um, I've okay. also been frequenting basically any late night comedy talk show host. Stephen Colbert, particularly, I find him very funny, very smart. Um, 
And I think the thing that changes it for him too is that he's exceedingly kind. He's very religious, but he is religious in the best kind of way where he actually wants to help educate and just help, 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 help people. <clears throat> what was the inspiration Sorry. for this idea? <laughs> no. You are not wearing those shoes to my wedding. Sorry? <laughs> what was the inspiration oh, so for this idea? idea um, I actually got from reading a craft article, which I guess is another thing that makes me laugh. Um, and in the article it said that doctors just automatically don't really believe women when they go in with complaints. And also that they're, women are more likely to get a prescription for something that, uh, that they don't actually need just because the doctor's like, oh, it's in your head, here's an antipsychotic. Oh, you're probably just depressed, here's an antidepressant. Which is actually the most depressing thing. Um, and it's not like an intentional thing, I think it's just a cultural, and um, goes back to like the days of the dildo <coughs> invention, the vibrator invention of just like women being treated like they are hysterical and crazy all the time. How is writing sketch different than your previous um, writing experience? This is the first sketch I've written. Um, I know that's hard to believe. I would say that um, having a very set time frame I had to be in and knowing that I had to get laughs constantly in order for anyone to want to pay attention, uh, that was a different part of writing, but I actually think it was good. You know, I was trying to go for punchlines all the time. Some of them in the first draft didn't pan out so much. <clears throat> Sorry, I gotta move my little. There we go. That's bad, right? My nose is horrifying. Um, I think that helped uh, kind of punch it up a little bit, especially having feedback, having someone who's so experienced doing sketches and such really helped. <clears throat> Can't believe I'm not done combing my hair yet. <laughs> Has this experience with sketch comedy helped you with your other writing endeavors? I don't think I've actually had time to write another thing since I wrote this sketch. I guess I wrote this in what, like, February? January, February? Um, and between work, which is teaching kindergartners, um, and just like trying to do anything else in my life to feel sane, I just haven't had a lot of time to write. Um, I think it has made me think about my audience more, and knowing that something that makes me laugh, or that makes me think, or resonates with some tiny experience that only I've had, uh, it makes me think about <clears throat> writing a little more broadly. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's my answer. <clears throat> well, thanks a lot for having me. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Is it a good, good time so far? Yeah! Um, of course, hello. Hello, Megan. Temperature? See you guys in like two weeks, less than two weeks, pretty sweet. All right, well, it's about time for me to take this thing off. Um, and oddly enough, is it just another one underneath of it? So I'm not gonna, not gonna take it on that. All right, guys, have a great afternoon. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was uh, my friend Greta Wink. Yeah, so Megan and I met her in college
and we have to fly to Jamaica for her wedding in two weeks because we're terrible people. So, so, uh, so Megan is going to be in baby steps in two, what, what is it, 6.30? 6.30. 6.30. Here's come back for baby steps and whatever else is in the block. I don't remember. Uh, I wrote it down, but I don't have it with me. And Kurt, you can go down too. I'm Bye. done with you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks. All right, so uh, the next person on my list of people is uh, Dave Hill, and I believe he had, like, Think Tank? We're going to call him Think Tank, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, Think Tank. So Dave Hill and Think Tank are going to do their, his first sketch. Okay. I'll, I'll, I, the, <clears throat> the sketch I wrote revolves around a prop, so, um, so thanks for having me on your podcast. Audio yes. podcast. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Everybody say ooh. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> you are all good people. Except for the guy in the back. This sketch takes place on two sides of the stage. One where Bob, a Warhammer player, is playing Warhammer with his friends. And the other where his wife is explaining to her friends what he does for fun. It's great to have you guys over. We haven't had a dinner party in such a long time. Thanks for having us. Is Bob going to be joining us? He's going to be late. He said he had to go somewhere after work. Uh, cut to game store. Bob walks in carrying a large suitcase. What's up, guys? I gotta get my Warhammer in. We can either play a one-on-one, assassination mission, or a two-on-two recon. I have a 1,500-point Skaven army, a 1,200-point Tyranid army, or for those who dare, my 2,500-point Space Marine army with Inquisitors and raven wings for you to suck on. Back to the dining room. The two of us started rock climbing together lately. Jill had been doing it for a few weeks at the gym, and I finally got around to going with her, and I totally caught the bug. I don't think I'd enjoy it as much if we didn't do it together. Does Bob have any hobbies he shares with you? Back to the game store. Oh my friggin' god. You keep trying to make pinning rolls against my Deathwing hero even though you know that an adjacent warfather gives him an unbreakable rally buff. I swear to god, I'm gonna break your face if you do that again. Back to the dining room. Bob does have a hobby. He likes building models. Oh, you mean those model planes or cars that you get at hobby shops? I used to love those when I was a kid. Um, kinda. Back to the game store. Uh, all right, check this out. <laughs> it's an, I'm going I'm to do it anyway. Yeah. Okay, check this out. It's an orc stompa. But if you take the head off like so and remove the top here, you can see the inside and it looks like the Enterprise. Bam. And wait until you see my Hello Kitty Necrons. Back to the dining room. So he's been really busy doing work and other things. Uh, okay. We've been kind of dancing around this. He's a good guy and all, but where is he? Wife is looking for a way to bail out of her own dinner party so she can get Bob to the point where he ends up, where she ends up snapping at her guests. Um, oh, that, that sounds like the oven. I didn't hear anything. Wife begins to walk out towards the game store. Let me just get the turkey. The food's already on the table. I'll be back in a minute. Back to the game store. Well, another day, another battle. See you guys at the tournament next weekend. Hey, Bob, how about instead of Warhammer, we play Settlers of Catan or Apples to Apples? Bob stops cold and slowly turns his head toward player in a disgusted manner. I hate you so much, I can't even describe. 
Wife walks in. Bob stops dead. You couldn't have played an 800-point capture-the-flag scenario with a Tau army? That would have been too much for you? Wife walks over to Bob and lovingly places her hand on his shoulder. I just want you to know, when my friends ask me where you are, I tell them you're at a strip club. And blackout. Okay, so I started off this question with Pat, so I'm going to start with you. Who's your favorite Mad TV cast member? Mad TV cast member? That's I'm a... just kidding. No one cares about <laughs> Mad TV. Saturday Night Live. Favorite Saturday Night Live cast member? Well, Phil Lamar for Mad TV. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm, 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 I'm big on him. <clears throat> and I'm kind of torn between, as, as writing, Jack Handy, as performing, Phil Hartman. Okay, so Phil Hartman, so that puts you in high school in 1985. That's fantastic. How about that, yeah, That's actually. clearly... <laughs> um, well, actually, 86, I believe he went on the cast. I was a freshman uh, in 86, yeah. So what was your... Um, what was the inspiration for this? What, what got you this idea? I hang out in a game store, because of course I do. Uh, uh, and we talk... If you've ever seen the movie Barbershop, these are a bunch of people with, uh, with Ice Cube. They talk about anything, and it could be as offensive, but it is a safe haven, which is, why it is, which is why I like that movie so much, because this is how people really talk when there is no judgment and everything is left behind once they leave the door. We're very much the same way in the game store. And there's this one guy uh, by the name of Jack Dowd who is a very talented um, model builder, and painter uh, who created the Orca Prize and the Kitty Crons. Um, and it just, and the way they talk when that, because I do not know how to play Warhammer. I have no idea. <clears throat> but I listen to them talk about it, and this is how, and they will yell at each other about these dumb minutiae. And I don't know what they're talking about. And it's hilarious. As someone who has worked in comic and gaming stores for like seven years, I can attest that, yes, Warhammer players are this insane. Yeah. They're rules, they're rules monsters. Now, if I remember correctly, I think you did this at a SketchUp, like... The first SketchUp Four I ever did. years ago or so, because, like... I, did. I was in a sketch comedy group, and they wanted to position themselves as sketch comedy for nerds, and but we never did anything that was even remotely nerdy. Other like nothing we did on st stage was ever sketch comedy for nerds. But backstage, as we were hanging out, sketch comedy for nerds was happening, and I had no clue what's happening because, as much as I look like a nerd, <laughs> nothing I have nothing stereotypical about that. I never read comic books, like so everything was just constantly over my head. I'm just like. Dude, okay. we, we going need on? to talk. I've got so much stuff in the works right now. <laughs> one, one thing that was kind of cool during the sketch, <clears throat> the guys from uh, Camp Woods, um, when I asked for people to jump on, they like, jumped on like crazy. And Billy Bob Thompson just like pretty much stopped the sketch. He's like, all right, I got to check this out. And he's, he just leans over and starts staring at the Arkham Prize, which is, is for all you viewers at home, viewers at home, uh, it's it's awesome sauce, and I'm sorry you're not here. <laughs> yeah, it's a it is a uh, impressive model. I would say, is it a model or is it actually like a game piece? Nope, it's a model. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. it's also a game piece. There's statues. Well, yeah, that. and hold on, the lights come on. Oh, there's bam. Lights. 
Yeah. Okay, so then what drew you to sketch comedy to begin with? Like, I, uh, like years before I got into sketch comedy, I tried stand up and it was, it was weird. Every time I didn't get the exact reaction that I heard in my head when I practiced, I would freeze. And like five or six times trying this, I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe writing's for me. Um, and I found out through Fit through their Kickstarter. Um, and I asked, you know, if I wanted to get my ideas put on stage, how would I be able to get it done? And eventually got to a point where I was in uh, Brian Kelly's 101 class with um, with uh, Chris Coletta, who is now in uh, now Los in Angeles, LA, who was yeah. formerly in the sketch group that I was in. Yeah, and uh, Mike Diva, who's in uh, uh, another uh, one Jitter who was Jitter Range. Yeah. My 201 class was very interesting. Uh, it had uh, Jess Ross, Luke Field, Matt Schmidt, and, uh, and Adam Siri. So it was basically the power class. <laughs> the, uh, it, was, it, was the, it was the rock stars of Philly Improv Theater and me. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because like, Luke Field, I think he's in LA now. Luke Field is in New York. Uh, Jess Ross. Okay, he, I, I, for some reason, I thought he moved. And he's uh, yeah. He moved to he moved to New York for work. He's in a uh, I think it's called he's he's in a he's in a, a Harold Mark. Yeah, he's on a USB team for sure. And, yeah, uh, Matchmade of course is still here as you know one. Yeah, of he's still the here. incredible shrinking man Jackie and flat which, Earth. Flat Earth. Okay, yeah. all all of them were in flat Earth. All, yeah, when they okay. first auditioned, they all um, were in flat Earth. Uh, Jess, so, Jess Ross is in LA. She is uh, part of a group called Bombardier. And she was formerly of Manny Petty as yeah, well. And, and she works for. Because I just got uh, her confused with Jess Snow. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> uh, sorry she, for works, both uh, of you. she works for College Human. And Adam Siri is also uh, here. But, but, you know, and uh, Flat Earth yeah. is later Flat tonight, well. right? Like, yep. Yeah, so come see Flat Earth. They're good too. Then they should pay me for the plug. Please. Uh, so that's Dave Hill and uh, Think Tank. Yeah. As we. <laughs> Thank you guys. As do, you Dave, me, do you want me to leave the thing here? No, uh, you can take it with you. <laughs> Don't take up your mom's table space. Okay, so the next, our final group tonight. Um, like, I don't know what else to say, and this is going to sound mean or condescending, but they're so fascinating to me because, like, and sorry guys, you're children, like, so, like, the fact that teenagers are doing sketch comedy in this city, first off, makes me jealous because I wish 10, 15 years ago when I was a teenager, I, I had that opportunity, I had the thing, so, like, and just, um, short story, I took a, like a hiatus from comedy, and when I came back, the first sketch I went to, your mom was there, and I texted a friend, like, there are children in the audience, what are they doing here? Uh, so, we're going to bring up your mom, and we're going to do their first sketch. So, everybody, your mom. We need a couple people to read with us. I've got printouts, we need printouts. Yeah, you guys... That'd be great. Yeah. Um, oh, these aren't. That's your sketch. Yeah. Okay. Um, here, so. Uh, I don't bring any, so I need one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it doesn't matter where we're facing. No, it doesn't matter. No, okay. No. Well, um. Yeah. Um, so if you guys uh, wouldn't mind reading for um, 
Jonah and uh, Worker. Which do you want to be? I will be Worker. Alright, cool. Um, I hate The Worker's going to be apathetic as Workers tend to be. Um, (laughs) And um, I think that's about it. Oh, do we need a mom? Yeah. Um, we also need a mom. If you, if you want to jump up and be the We need a mom. This is a real. This is a real uh, request. No. Um, okay. All right. Um, Jonah approaches the front of the Pirates of the Caribbean line. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean at that point? There was actually. All right. Brian Craig doesn't know either, so that's fine. <laughs> Caribbean Pirates of the Caribbean. Arg, mateys, welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Are you a single rider? Yes. That's sad. You're in an amusement park by yourself. Well, no, my... Whatever makes you sleep at night. There's a seat open over there. Hello, do you mind if I sit on the outside? I'm known to vomit frequently on Ferris wheels. <laughs> uh, Jonah and Grandpa Melvin switch seats and the ride starts. Arg, me mateys! Please keep your peg legs and hooks inside the boat at all times. Hey, young man. Uh, my name's Chris Kirk Bangles. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you all. Ooh, it's starting! Um, after a couple seconds, the ride stops. Arg, Captain, we're experiencing some technical difficulties below the deck. We've got a pretty big rat problem, and when I say big, I'm not talking about the problem, I'm talking about the rats. Anyway, <laughs> sit tight. Uh, hey guys, uh, I think that we're, uh, they're experiencing some technical difficulties, but we should just sit tight and they'll work it out. Where'd you come up with that one, Einstein? Hey, hey, hey. Am I sensing some attitude back there, Miss Muffet? All I'm saying is that if you didn't have to ride this ride for the third time today, we wouldn't be stuck here. Every time I blink for the picture. Every time. <laughs> is it too much to ask for one good picture? Just keep your eyes open, then. You know I get scared on this ride. Blackbeard pops up right at the end, right before the picture's taken. Arg me, mateys. Please keep your peg legs and hooks inside the boat at all times. Is that going to keep happening? Well, maybe if Dad didn't pick a ride that's broken, we wouldn't have to deal with it. Oh, there it is. Everything's always Dad's fault. I work my bottom dollar off for this family, and what do I get? A shoe shine and a how do you do. Dad, no one understands your weird sayings. <laughs> I worked my go- I worked my goddamn tail off all year. I deserve to be able to take my family to Flisney World. Copyright reasons. <laughs> Without you undermining my authority. Hun, settle down. I think you're just mad because you lost a fight to Ronald Duck. How could I win? <laughs> that costume he wears is basically a suit of armor. He was putting his armor he got fresh with me! Dad, Ronald Duck kicked your ass and you know it. Uh, 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 uh. Courtney Bangles, you put a quarter in the swear jar. This instant. You don't have a swear jar, Dad. Jonah tries to get out of the boat. Arg scallywags, please remain seated. We had a minor setback trying to remove the rats only made them angrier. And they found strength in numbers. <laughs> Jonah sits back down. Hello, do you mind if I sit on the outside? I'm known to vomit frequently on Ferris wheels. Jonah looks confused. Arg me, mateys! Please keep your peg legs and hooks inside the boat at all times. How long do you think this will take? 
I don't know. Why don't you ask Dad? He knows everything. This is what I'm talking about. Everyone is always undermining Dad's fucking authority. <laughs> like at this, like at the character breakfast this morning. That's because you were trying to flag down Doofy the whole time. We didn't even get to <laughs> eat breakfast. Doofy is the only character's autograph that I don't have. I deserve it. Do you know what I've been through? I survived the depression. Dad, you're 40 years old. You did not survive the Depression. Grandpa wasn't even alive during the Depression. Listen up, I... Arg me, mateys. Please keep your peg legs and hooks inside the boat at all times. You. Who's right, me or her? Honey, just count down from 10 like the doctor said. This is all your fault anyway. We had to carry around your senile dad all day long. You know how much I had to pay for that Ricky Rat yarmulke he's wearing? Uh, what's happening? Oh, he's having war flashbacks. The British are coming. He was a revolutionary war reenactor. And blackout. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Um, I believe I've seen this before. Did, was it as SketchUp? Did you ever do it in one of the shows? Um, we did it in our very first, in our show. first show. Okay, so okay, so I'm not just crazy. No, <laughs> I just haven't read it a couple times. We stole one of your sketches. What? <laughs> um. Okay, so how do you start writing so young? Like, what? What? Um, seriously? Let's go. Okay. Well, um, uh, one of my best friends from high school was an original. Founding member of your mom. <laughs> Already got kicked someone out. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, Sketch County turmoil. I love it. He, um, uh, he and I were in a class together uh, in sophomore year of high school, and um, we we had a project to do. So we had to write like a skit for a project, and uh, we were like, "Oh yeah, that was really fun. We got to do that. It was a parody of Alexander the Great, which is awesome." <laughs> um, and uh, we were like, oh yeah, we should do that more often. So we just kind of Googled around for like uh, comedy classes because, um, you know, I had heard that like everybody on SNL got their start by taking classes and then getting in onto a team at a theater. So um, I found fit through, uh, through that Google. And then, um, uh, Google. yeah, <laughs> yeah, give it up for Google. Um, and uh, then, uh, yeah, I went, uh, me and my friend Josh, we signed up for Brian Kelly's 101 and uh, took the 101 and uh, it was great. What, like, when was that? Um, that was December of two, two years ago. December two years ago. That's like, so again, again, like, if I were in that class and two teenagers walked in, I would have no clue what's going on. Like, we, and Brian Kelly is nodding emphatically, which tells me he didn't know what was going on either. Yeah, yeah, like, I know there's teen activities now, but I don't think that was a thing. Well, we were lucky that there weren't, because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to, if there were teen activities, we would have just been directed right. to that. So I was lucky that we were able to get in then. And I remember, yeah, like there being a lot of jokes, like uh, there was a reference to a, a Genesis song in one of the sketches, I think. <laughs> and, and like I read for that and somebody was like, oh, you probably don't even know Genesis. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know Genesis. And he does not. <laughs> so. so, okay, so where did this come from? Where did this Disney ride idea? Um, well, 
my dad is uh, got quite the temper. So you're clearly this making fun of your own dad. father. <laughs> <laughs> making fun of my. Has own... he seen this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Oh yeah, he's a he's a great supporter of the group. Good. Um, it was one of those things where um, I wrote it and then like never thought about. Oh, I might perform this in front of him. And he knew, and everybody knows that it's just him. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's always fun. Um, all right, so since I didn't ask the most important question, who are your favorite SNL? Who's your favorite SNL cast member? Um, okay, I guess if if you want to go along with the the dating, well, actually, be real. Like, okay. Well, um, like yeah, truthfully, be real. Um, I think Kyle Mooney. Uh, is sophomore in high school. Fantastic answer. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, just because of uh, the way that uh, he and Beck Bennett and that group really like push the boundaries of like what they do with like all their stuff's always getting cut, and I really appreciate how they continue to try to use their own voice. Yeah, they, everything that they do is very different than anything else on the show, for sure. Like, yeah, and I respect to that the point. A lot. I, I'm not entirely sure I like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I'm old. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So like all the other people, you know, we're just like a part of the comedy establishment. Uh, it's like I would love Will Ferrell, uh, Mike Myers, you know. Yeah. But uh, how about how about yeah, you, what you guys? Um. Well, I think for us, like all together, like Will Ferrell. Like we, that was like when we were growing up, we watched Will Ferrell like movies like in like third grade. We watched like all of his stuff. Or, I don't know what our parents were doing. We could watch anything. I so, can like, feel the gray hairs. <laughs> yeah. So like, so we were allowed to do whatever we wanted, and like Will Ferrell was there as we were growing up. So we always wanted we, to be like him. We watched Step Brothers in the uh, the back of um, our mom's van on like the drop down. Um, I have a really funny story that I've never told my mom, but um, we used to watch old school. Um, and like, if you guys remember, in like the very beginning of the movie, there's like a scene where like porn is on, and like there's a swingers party, and um, uh, you would, whenever it would come on, you would skip past that scene in the car because you could skip it right from the beginning. So I never knew that it existed. And, um, and then like a couple years ago, I went and I watched old school, like the DVD that we had. And I was like, what is this stuff? <laughs> and that's I, how I found out what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a similar story. I, I, uh, my best friend growing up, his, his dad was a pastor and they, you know, they, they let him watch movies, but they, were very, they, they had to watch with him and they had full earmuffs and head down uh, rules. So during Dumb and Dumber, the scene in the bathroom where uh, there's diarrhea, I believe, there's an explosive diarrhea scene, we are heads down earmuffs for like five minutes and I, I didn't know what happened for like another three years. So same. Did he not know about fast forward? That's like, I, but like legitimately, I just remember being in their living room like this for like, half out like it felt forever and i think it happened like three more times in the movie so i might have only seen two-thirds of dumb and dumb the first time i saw it so um and you guys have a show tonight right you're you're right back here tonight yeah, yeah. flowers at, at 6 30. oh 6 30 so it's your mom baby steps other people <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's I wrote it down but it's in my bag over there I think it's Brick Penguin and uh, Hoagie Fist yeah oh they're they're good I saw Brick Penguin the other night oh, they're fun so yeah. um, podcast listeners 
travel back in time and see that. People in, in the theater, we're done. And uh, we got to go because there's a show in six minutes. So get the fudge out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, let's do this again sometime. <laughs>